now welcome to amber live at five you probably Maybe. haven't tuned in yet there's like this, i should this is yeah 10 seconds i should I probably say we're live or not yet uh, myself saying that for like maybe until the first minute or two because we probably don't have any viewers. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's your boys, Dan, Marshall and Nathan, once again, back to answer any questions that you may or may not have. Mm. Yeah. If you just want to lurk in the background, we support that. Yeah, we support lurking um, on we Instagram. Encourage on, yeah. yeah, we encourage yeah, certainly. it. Yeah. Um, if you do have any questions, uh, happy to hear them. Uh, if not, we are going to talk about maybe some stuff from today. Yep. Uh, today was our rest day. So nice, quiet one. No sweating in the gym, which is good. And I think it was a much-needed rest day for me. It's, yeah, well, we've had a really big week. Yeah. It's one of our biggest weeks for the training program. And, and I, I think, think there's a point to be made there is you should put rest days in your program oh, absolutely. Right? Not, yeah not because you know you're not working or whatever but you sh- you need to give yourself a little bit of a break and there's going to be days where you know you're just fucked or mm. you know you've pushed yourself to the absolute limit where you just want some time off and yeah. a day is enough you know because i like i find i take the day off thursday is a good day to sort of me to chill out but by friday i'm ready to fucking lift again yeah and it helps me when I know that Thursday's coming up. Like Tuesday is a brutal session, Wednesday's brutal session, and I'll probably even push myself a little bit harder because I just know, oh, Thursday, I just chill yeah. the fuck well, out. Yeah, by Wednesday, I'm just like, I think it's well, after we finish the session on Wednesday, I'm always like, oh, thank God it's yeah, rest day tomorrow. Thank but God then, I get to chill the fuck today, out. Today, I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to the session tomorrow and I'm keen to get back into training. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys are doing training at the moment and you don't have a dedicated rest day, would highly suggest it you know and i mean that's just a mental thing for us that's what we're talking about now is you know taking that day off of training so that you feel better for the next week and you can push yourself just as hard but i mean there is obviously all the unspoken stuff that's going on in your body when you give yourself a bit more extra time to recover you know your body does need time to adapt you know most of the work that you do in the gym doesn't have an effect until you give it the time to recover and adapt after the gym with the right nutrition, sleep, rest, whatever. So you really do need to take the time and look at the kind of volume that you're going to be lifting or pushing yourself through in, um, you know, in your training week and then give yourself adequate rest time. Whether, I mean, you could be a fucking elite level power lifter. You've been at it for 15 years. You're lifting, you know, your heavy squat day is pushing fucking 300 kilos every time. Your heavy bench day, you're looking at lifting upwards of 500 pounds, whatever it might be. But you might need two or three days off a week to handle that kind of weight. Mm. The thing is, though, on today, I do acupuncture on our rest day and it feels like i've done a whole back workout well that's another interesting (laughs) point i think because what you're doing is active recovery Mm. so it might feel like a um like a type of back workout but what what you're doing in the acupuncture room with trent is stimulating the muscles so that they are able to recover you know as effectively maybe more effectively because we know you've got some shoulder issues we know that you have some scap retraction stuff trent's acknowledged that and he, Trent's listening. Hey, Trent. <laughs> hey, Trent. Um, he's acknowledged that you've got a couple of things going on that might need a bit more poking and prodding than just a rest day where you do fuck all. So, I mean, that's that's something that you can look at yourself if you're at home and you're like, oh, you know, I've been lifting for six days of the week and on the seventh day I want to rest but I don't like sitting at home the whole time. 
go for a fucking walk or maybe you work yourself through some stretches. Maybe you like yoga and you do some of that. Uh, maybe you do a body weight workout that just doesn't push you all the way to failure. You know, you're doing something that involves moving those joints through a full range of motion that isn't putting your body through the kind of strain that you do in the gym. Brett said, uh, what's up, guys? My back started feeling heaps better after your advice. Thanks. He was doing those stretches. What's oh, the Lord, three letters? Yeah, no, YTP. YTP. YT. YT. IYT. Three letters. We've got a heap of people <laughs> on Jamie Jigsaw. Welcome to Amber Live Brett, Trent, hey, Thanks for everyone tuning in. If we I really can't appreciate it. If I can't pronounce your name on Instagram, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> yeah. So Nathan this crack. is like give it a crack. Nathan tends Did to you? observe the Instagram one. Okay, sorry, this is BJJ Pleb. So okay. <laughs> if I can't decipher the code, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. Brit, uh, hey Brit. Yeah, so welcome hey, everyone. We sort of just had a little spiel Song there about clock. our rest day because it's our rest day today. Um, BJJ Pleb said, do you guys do anything for grip strength? Just That's kind of, yeah, <laughs> honestly, man, like we don't do anything. We don't actively um, train grip strength. We just do it passively through all the training we do. I would say look at your application. So um, for us, we're, Dan and I are training to compete as powerlifters uh, next year once sort of everything opens back up again. Now, for us, we need the grip strength to pull heavy weight, right? But it's no use us training grip strength, you know, separately and then not being able to apply that grip strength to a heavy bar. So we train the grip strength at the same time as the heavy, as the deadlift. And, you know, with a lot of our row exercises, for well, I was example. I say, we like, we get time under tension just from holding yeah. out to dumbbells. Yeah. yeah. But um, here's a key one for you. If you're looking at training grip strength for powerlifting, it's something you train on every single movement rather than just one. You don't specifically train the grip. So when you're bench pressing, you should be squeezing the absolute shit out of the bar. If you're not squeezing it so tight that your forearms are burning, it's not tight enough, right? It's the same with the deadlift. It's the same with the squat. You get better force transfer into the bar if your hand is fully wrapped around the bar and you're squeezing as hard as you can through the pinkies because that's just better force transfer through the whole body. You're probably more likely to lift a little bit more weight that way. It's also putting your wrist in a better position so train the grip strength as an ancillary thing to all the lifts that you're doing now for example if you are a rock climber different story right you might need to take the time to train the grip strength separately and i mean bjj pleb i assume, I assume does, martial does martial arts, martial arts so it's not always going to be around a bar unless his yeah. name is like bjj like benjamin just... jameson james <laughs> yeah. yeah which is actually what bjj is short for Bet you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. How long? How how long you been out for now, Marshall? Uh, start of twenty seventeen. Yeah, I got out at the start of twenty seventeen. Oh. Moved uh, in April first was actually my dis official mm. discharge date. But I was down on the sunny coast by late March, um, and I lived on the sunny coast for about twelve months, and then I moved to Brisbane. I'm not sure who asked that, but thanks for asking, and hopefully that. Do you know oh, James? That, yeah, he, um, fuck, something to do with him at Singo. Maybe I was at Singo with him oh, so a long time ago. But I, last I saw him, we were in Sydney and we got super lit. No, it's jiu-jitsu, yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, if you're training grip strength for something like jiu-jitsu, you, I would recommend if you're in the gym using those fat grips. Yeah. Um, oh, they're brutal. Yeah, yeah so the, and oh, use them on your rows, your curls, your heaves. Um, no heroes. I would look at maybe even on lighter deadlifts, 
Um, always use a neutral grip on deadlifts and just don't go any heavier than what you can neutral grip at because that's going to hit the grip way harder than anything else. Um, but those fat grips are fucking awesome. Mm. Um, and, you know, for example, we do a lot of rows for time rather than for reps. So we'll get on a chest supported row and you've got to work for a minute straight, get as many reps as possible in that minute. So, and you know, when I'm talking chest supported, I'm either talking a seal row where your arms are hanging straight down or an incline bench where you're face first on the bench and your arms are hanging down at a 45 degree angle. Um, but what that does is it means the whole time that you're holding onto those things for a minute, you're working the grip strength, whether you're rowing or not rowing, you know, you can't put the weight down on the ground. So you have to hold onto it. If you put fat grips on something like that and do a minute of rows, even 10 kilo dumbbells is going to fuck you up. So yeah, even just dumbbells that we do, I've had days when my oh, yeah. forearms are just killing Absolutely me. Absolutely yeah. brutal. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, things like farmers carries, Farmers carries, um, you know, if you really want, I know um, one of our mates, he's got oh, the, just the grip strength trainers, those mm. um, things you squeeze. Oh, you yeah. can just sit at home and do those and it's just yeah. a way to get volume. But thinking a, about application as a, you know, if you're doing BJJ and you're doing things like chokes or you need to hold onto someone's arm, um, you need to be working with grip around something that isn't a thin bar because, quite, yeah. yeah, it's the same with uh, joint angles as far as like, I mean, I've talked about this before, but my bicep is strongest when my joint angle is the smallest. And as my arm opens, my bicep gets weaker and weaker until it's fully open. Uh, it's the same with your hand. Your grip strength is really strong here and it's quite weak out here trying to grab with just the fingers. So for someone who's doing martial arts where you need to grab onto things and you're probably not going to be able to close the hands fully, you need to work with grip strength where you can only close the hands partially because you're going to get much more benefit out of grip strength training around something that is mm. arm-sized rather than something that is bar sized. So, so if he's not doing deadlifts and everything, yeah. what can you do to train grip strength? Just I'll go say, around and grip stuff well, for a half. Fridge handle, yeah. yeah. Um, Your own forearm. Yeah. <laughs> I think like Marshall said, farmer's carries is a good one. And yeah. if you've got yeah. the fat grips, chuck those on. Chuck those on. Um, here's another one. You can wrap the bar in a towel, right? Mm. So uh, if you're doing yeah. dumbbell work and you don't have fat grips, get like a hand towel or a gym towel or something and wrap or a tea towel and wrap the bar in the towel till it's much fatter. And then you have to try and squish the towel every time. Mm. So that soft surface is quite good because it forces you to really squeeze. Yeah. Um, um, or something dead that hangs. Yeah. Eve bar dead from hangs. Like if you're doing like from a pull up bar, you can just hang off there and just grip. Yeah. Um, another one you can do is like those ropes down in the, um, if oh, you've yeah. got some yeah. rope or something, you can hang it over a heave beam and grip oh, the rope instead. Yeah. Um, Doing pull-ups using ropes is, it's so hard. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But try and have it at a thicker width than just quite a thin rope. Yeah. You know? yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of things, just be creative. Um, anything that you're holding onto for time that's, you know, quite thick is, um, is it probably going to do some, do you some favors? Um, Brett said what? Do you guys do on a rest day? Today we just worked mainly. Yeah, yeah well, at we the moment a lot of in, work, in so here work, on but... Thursdays are kind of like just like an administration day. Like we yeah. have a bunch of time to sit down from our computers and do things. And we recorded yeah. another podcast today. Yeah, we recorded a podcast. Um, so it's kind of like we can just have an uninterrupted day. If I like to be on my feet as much as I can. So if it is a rest day, I'd like to be, so I'd be down in the gym and I'll walk mm. around a fair bit. Or, you know, if you can make time to go for an actual walk rather than being, you know, if you're on a rest day and all you do is sit down or lie down, your, uh, your body tends to recover 
and be quite stiff. Mm. Whereas if you take the time to do some kind of active recovery, whether it be, you know, some yoga or some stretching or just a walk is probably enough. And um, I mean, a good guide is taking your joints through a full range of motion every day. So even if it's taking that shoulder through some shoulder swings, move the elbows, move the wrists, move the knees through their range of motion, and then do a little bit of a walk at some point. You're we used to do recover walks better. on our rest day, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, before we had so much work to fucking do, yeah. we couldn't do anything. We used to walk. Sometimes you just need a fucking break. Yeah, yeah, five, yeah. maybe a bit more. But sometimes you just need a break. So it could be a case of you just chill out, take the time to maybe do some steps or whatever. You know, every hour, get up and go for a little wander. Yeah. But if you're working hard through the week and you've got a rest day, give your body the chance to recover, you know, get the sleep in. You know, don't waste it. Hopefully that answers your question, Brett. Um, More? Sorry, I thought I was having a technical issue then. <laughs> I, think, I think it's all right. No technical difficulties here, <laughs> except for the random stop in us talking. <laughs> what else? Um, oh, that's all that's asked. At okay. The okay. Well, we're going to we'll talk go. BMIs today. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And yeah. we're live at five. We're here to answer any questions you might have. So send anything through until somebody sends a question through today. Um, one of the clients brought up BMI. He said he was in at the doctor and the doctor said that he uh, needed to lose weight because his BMI was too high and he was in, I assume, the over 30 obese. category, which is the obese mm. category. Now, this guy is six like 6'4", 122 kilos, kilos yeah, or something, like that, yeah. you know, and not fat, right? <laughs> like you look at this dude and you see a big guy, he's a solid he's a huge human, but he's but strong. Fat. You know, and he's an infantry soldier, but he's not. You certainly wouldn't look at this guy and go, "Oh yeah, man, that guy's super obese." Yeah. <laughs> like so, um, I do want to talk about the BMI and how people uh, can rely on it as, uh, you know, sort of gospel when it is at best uh, really hard code guidelines. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a um, entry level screening tool, right? So, uh, what you would use a BMI chart for basically is if I wasn't face to face with you, like say you wanted a training program or something and you lived in a different state and we couldn't sit down and have a chat, I'd need to know height and weight initially to get a BMI rating so that I could go, oh, okay, so he's 5'11", but he weighs 100 kilos. Okay, that's coming up as overweight. I need to ask this person some more questions, mm -hmm. right? So it's not a he's coming up as overweight, this guy must be a fat fuck. Yeah. Right. It's this guy's coming up as overweight. I need to find out more. That's the step, right? It's not this. That's the end. It's literally the first step. So when it comes to BMI, you can get a reading and it'll give you like a, uh, I don't know, a general area where you should be looking at this person's yeah. health. But it's not like an exact thing where you go, oh, yes, obese. You must be fat and mm. you're unhealthy and you're going to die soon. Well, I'm pretty sure... At my height and weight, I'm in the obese. I'm obese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm well over. Yeah, <laughs> <we're all laughs> yeah. yeah, and yet, like, so the next step they from that should always memory. be something like uh, take the blood pressure, take a resting heart rate, uh, look at daily diet. Um, worst case scenario, or not worst case, but the next step from there, get some fucking skin fold calipers out and start yeah. looking at body fat percentage. Yeah, they're much better indicators of actual health. Yeah, yeah. because if you are coming in at six foot four and 122 kilos and you're fucking ticking over uh, obese on this thing 
and then I take your blood pressure and it's fucking 120 over 90, you're a perfectly healthy human being. Well, not perfectly healthy, but your blood pressure is good, right? That weight is not affecting how your blood moves around your body. Um, I take your resting heart rate and it's like fucking, I don't know, 55. You're doing pretty well, you mm. know, anything under 60 and that's, you know, fit. Well, 60 to 100 is normal. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then, I mean, if I was to go even further and go, oh, I'm still a little bit worried about body fat percentage or something, you get the calipers out and you might take some readings from upper arm from around the waist and like upper leg and you would be able to determine whether this person's holding more than, I mean, I think average for men is 25% body fat for the mm. average male. Yeah. And anything higher than that, and I would start saying, well, maybe we could consider losing. And people that go to the gym tend to want to bring it down to below 20 I don't um, even know the percentages. I don't even look at it. I look at my myself yeah, in the mirror. And I mean, yeah. body fat percentage you can generally tell, right, in the mirror. Chelsea the, body scans. Yeah, um, body scans are good too. If you, you can, don't have access to those resources, you can those, work your way around them. There's some pretty shitty body scanners, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of them pass an electrical current through your body. It moves differently through muscle than it does mm. through fat, so it can give you a reading on what's uh, muscle fat and water weight basically isn't the most accurate one like that water one where you're like submerging water yeah i think and it weighs you yeah. yeah it weighs it's you like before and after and the fat most is buoyant yeah. or something and muscle so isn't. few scenarios where you really need to know <laughs> yeah, you your exact need. body yeah. fat though unless you are a bodybuilding competitor yeah, that's, that's I mean. getting up on stage and needs to be hitting a certain level of striation a certain level of muscular definition some separation between different parts of the muscle unless that's the level that you're going to which hot tip that's fucking pro bodybuilding you know you don't even need that for basically entry level bodybuilding unless you're doing that you don't need to know whether you're sitting at a six percent or an eight percent today otherwise it's just like, like a bragging rights so. yeah and if you are sitting at six percent consistently guess what you're either taking drugs or you're not very healthy mm-hmm. right and you need to look at your diet because you're probably not consuming enough calories to function on a day-to-day basis properly um, and that I mean, causes so many other problems. Yeah, and the, there are genetic differences, of course, and there are people that hold fat and water weight in different places in the body and through the time of day you will be bloated and maybe you've had food or maybe you had more carbs the night before or maybe you've drunk more water or less water and sometimes you look better or whatever. So you can't, you can't go completely off that all the time. You have to sort of know your base readings. And I mean, we know a guy who's a coach in uh, Thailand, Cobes, and he's very knowledgeable and he does things like he takes things to quite what I would consider an extreme level where when he wakes up, takes blood pressure, resting heart rate, you know, when he goes to bed. So he knows his exact levels through the day. And that's something that you can do if you'd like to. And so he can manage his stress and go, oh, why am I lower today? Mm -hmm. This is my normal. This is, And that's something you can do with all this tech out now with watches that do your heart rate. And um, you can get BP cuffs if you want them. And... but you don't need to go that far. Generally, a quick glance in the mirror, a step on the scales, and it's not a step on the scales and going, oh, fuck, I weigh three kilos more, I must be fat. Yeah. It's, oh, I'm, I've been drinking, I haven't been drinking enough water. What's What difference is that making to how I feel? You know, And you can use the scales to just track on a daily sort of level the fluctuations. Mm. And if it's fluctuating up, like generally trending up, then you might need to manage your calories a bit better. If it's generally trending down, maybe you need to look at how much exercise you're doing versus how much energy you're putting into your body. Because if it is trending down, it means you're losing weight, which means you're not eating enough for how active you are. 
um, you might be wanting to lose weight. Yeah, it depends on your goals. So it's positive. Yeah. But ideally, we're not looking at a spike low and a spike high. Yeah. We don't want that to happen yeah. because if it starts to drop drastically or spike really quickly, then that's unhealthy and your body is going to start adding stress hormones to that because it's experiencing shock, basically. Uh, so you really need to manage things quite carefully. Um, and if a doctor is ever telling you that you are obese because of your BMI and then refuses to do any other kind of assessments to acknowledge like maybe you've just got more fucking muscle in your body than the average human being, then I hate to say it, but that's a shit doctor. Yeah, and even this um, the guy was saying that for all his other previous examinations, they've always just said quite muscular. I yeah. added that note saying he's a muscular person. The BMI does not take into account musculature. Yeah. Is it the is. BMI still the test in the cops? Um, I believe BMI oh, is still... Okay. It's So when I did the cop uh, medical, they um, I said to the guy, my BMI is going to be high. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's like, oh, okay, well... Yeah, and I was sitting there in amble jumper, track pants, <laughs> like there was a lot of clothes on. And um and I was like, Yeah, yeah, look, my BMI is high, I know that. And he's just like, Oh, okay, look, what we'll do is we'll make sure you stick to your fitness plan. You know, if you keep up with your exercise and stuff, hopefully it comes lower by the time you join Cox. And I was like, Yeah, sick. And then he fucking gets his like stethoscope out. We're doing the assessments. All right, shirt off. I need to do your back. And I took my shirt off. And at the end of the back thing, he just goes, Don't worry about the BMI, bro. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you're going to be fine. Yeah. And any good doctor can look at someone and tell whether they're bad bmi higher yeah (laughs) they're just you know oh yeah and like that's a that's a pretty quick observation to make um because the numbers they lie you know like Mm. you might say to someone oh okay what's your fitness goals and they turn around and they go oh yeah i really want to lose weight and gain muscle you go okay but muscle weighs more than fat so Mm. if we put muscle on your body you're probably gonna either maintain or get heavier you Mm. know how many women do we know that um, you know, initially started resistance training to lose weight and then found out they actually went up, you know, they went from say 60 kilos, for example, to 65 kilos, but they're looking more toned. And so the scales are, they're, they're just a number on screen, you know, that's just you in relation to the gravity of the earth. Yeah. So it doesn't like, it's not sitting there going, oh, you're up today, but congratulations on staying hydrated. Be sick if they <laughs> fucking did, because you'd be able to get on them and then get off and go, oh, thank God. It's not just, Make I'm not scales. obese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hold like two little handles, push down on some zappers and like stand there for 30 seconds and it goes, congratulations. Good job. Yeah. You're just bloated, bro. It's just that PT you had last night. <laughs> you'll, you'll shit it out. Speaking of, it's Thursday night. Oh dear. It's pizza night. And I don't have steak at home. So neither do I guess he's getting pizza. Yeah. For dinner. If you guys have any um, uh, pizza recommendations, oh, Charlotte has asked something. Yeah. Good. It's literally just popped up there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Nathan's doing his best. All right. Yeah. Eight things at once. Yeah. Can you and now be, I have to, is there any way you could be better? And he has to interject to your ranting. Is right. It's yeah. possible. Impossible. <laughs> I'd have to find different points to try and interject. Nope. Like you might actually say something pretty interesting. So I'm like, oh, fuck, you, need to, you need. What do you con- mean? You might actually. You need, <laughs> you need a control of Marshall's microphone so that as he starts going too <laughs> long, just it just it. starts raising away from his mouth. Okay. Well, I'm now, chasing it over the table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it comes a trend after, Give me that I have to read words. Okay. Yeah, right. Reading, that's tough. We're literally told to combine visual observation of 
the patient and when the Charlotte BMI. says we, she means med students for anyone else on the chat. <laughs> but told the BMI is not actually representative, can't just take a p- patient's BMI at numeric value. Okay. So what she's Charlotte, saying is... Yeah. smaller words. <laughs> <laughs> what she's saying is obviously doctors in Australia at Macquarie University are told that BMI isn't just one thing you know it's 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 entry level yeah Yeah. it's like it's the beginning of a conversation Mm. not the end so this doctor is british apparently so maybe over there and i assume he's an older guy Mm. uh, maybe over there and when he studied medicine bmi was actually a fucking pretty big deal and it was be all and end all because i know at one point it was used as the gate for a lot of things you know it was used for south australia police when yes so i used to work with i've never research to fact check this story but mm. what i've been told is that the origins of the bmi was during the vietnam area so the late era so the late 60s and it was developed in america um and as the conscript conscription was going on for the vietnam war uh they implemented the bmi as a gate to serve and um but what that did was that excluded um professional sports players players uh, particularly the NFL, yeah, um, because they're all big, muscular guys, and so their BMI is massive, yeah, um, compared to say a regular person. Yeah, they're all um, obese, so yeah, no so they all got excluded from the conscription. So whereas... they kind of done it on purpose, so they wouldn't mm. send. The... It was kind of a faulted, a faulted yeah. system, like, and that's you know, and I haven't never fact that checked that story. If but... anyone wants to fact that fact check that for us, I mean, um, no, here is said on the BMI, he's obese as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a guideline. It's the pirate code. Pirate code. Pirate code. Should of should Google over in the middle of the table. So we just ask. Hey, Google. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Google, bring that up for us. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if someone, if you are concerned about your BMI, for some reason you're going, oh, my BMI says I'm fat, I need to lose weight or whatever. Mm. I mean, go to a health professional and speak to them about what your goals are. And then understand that just because the number on the scale might not change that much, your body composition can change. And there are other ways to measure that, whether it be through skin fold calipers is a great one Um, because people hold fat differently in their bodies. Um, usually you get areas around the waist or maybe the, upper leg, glutes. Generally, yeah. Brett stand- said, I'm obese, don't know what my BMI is. <laughs> the old switcheroo. Yeah. yeah. Thank um, you for your honesty. Yeah. Yeah. So generally for males and females, um, just general ideas that for males, it's around the waist and stomach. Yeah. That they'll retain most of their the fat. The beer belly kind the of The beer belly look. Whereas for women, it's around the thighs. And, and the hips. And yeah, thighs and hips for women. But yeah. there's individual mm. slight differences. Like you meet different people who just retain fat different areas sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's a pretty good indicator for anyone watching. If you think, oh man, I feel real fat today or... Mm. I don't know, for some reason you look in the mirror and you're not as shredded as you were the day before or whatever, and it affects your self-confidence. Knowing that men tend to hold fat around the waist, you know, the sort of love handily yeah. area, and you're feeling bloated in the stomach, chances are it's just whatever you ate last mm. night or it's how much water you've got in your system or something because, you know, the water's gone through your body. Um, the food's obviously held in the stomach and the intestines, so it's probably going to push out this way. So chances are you're not fat. You're just holding more food from yesterday than you were when you last looked in the mirror. And um, oh, no. and then 